Hey, Peppin. Yo, 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 yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about me. Oh, well, that's pretty typical. So anything strange for that? I'm not, I'm not narcissistic. Uh, I'm not, just because I'm wearing my own face on my shirt. Hey, you want to see my new lighter? It has my face on it. And I guess you're there too, but. Yeah, well, you could say personality-wise, you are kind of on the narcissistic side. I don't think it's a bad... Well, it's not bad. I mean, it, it's a trait that has some sort of utility to it. I mean, some people are probably not narcissistic, and that can be bad. I'm not narcissistic, and I'll prove it. Oh, Steve. We need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Peppin. How's it going today, Peppin? Yo, yo, I am doing well. It is a little bit hot in here, but it's okay because we are going to be talking about something personality. But how are you doing, Mater? I'm doing great, thanks. Yeah, I'm excited to, to talk about personality. You had me pay real American dollars in order to take a very specific test that I have not gotten all the way through actually reading my results yet. So some of these results are going to be live. Uh, we'll compare them and talk about them and talk about personality in general. Mm-hmm. And so this personality test is actually scientifically verified. So uh, not to talk bad about Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs is the big one that people know. INTJ, INTP, EFNTP, blah, blah, blah. but you know, all, all those different like letters. So that one is a common one people will look at, but they've study it scientifically it doesn't have too much correlation uh some people you know say it's more like a uh, a cold reading test than anything else i mean not that there's not value there but uh this is a personality test that has been scientifically verified so it comes from a big five personality so this is a a, a 10 scale personality test essentially takes the big five and breaks it down into like two more components for each you know trait but essentially, the Big Five was a personality model that was actually statistically derived. So what they did is they just had people fill out all these psychological questionnaires, and then they did a statistical analysis of that, and then popped out these five different dimensions. And then this uh, author, he essentially took it and broke it down into a further, you know, ten dimensions. So you know, ten dimensions to the five, and. It's one of the most accepted, say, personality criteria out there. It's kind of the de facto one because it's actually, you know, well verified, well studied. So this is the one that we we both took. It cost a little bit of money, but at the very least, it's you know not one of these Facebook quizzes where it doesn't tell you anything. Now I'll be honest, Myers Briggs is the most accurate for me personality test I've ever taken. Uh, really, I was insanely impressed with it when I took it and was uh, definitely think that it matched to me better than any other personality test I've taken. So I'll be interested to see how understandmyself.com and their big five, big 10 compares to my personal relationship with the Mm Myers-Briggs. I will say that it's not going to be as say like, Oh, this explains me because it's, it's more, accurate but maybe less in depth if that makes any sense like Myers-Briggs tells you says things that apply to everybody like someone could read one personality test and it has a lot of transference over the others but but I don't think that's true Mm -hmm. like I read through uh, a lot of the other Myers-Briggs ones and there were some that correlated with me to some degree but there were Mm -hmm. none that matched me to the same degree and there were a lot that I was like that doesn't fit me at all Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fair enough fair enough uh, so I don't think this will be as elucidating as Myers-Briggs, but uh, I still think this will be elucidating. And we'll kind of guess each other's, you know, uh, things here. So we'll kind of give the overall trait. I'll kind of go through a quick little uh, overview of the traits and how they break down. So essentially, there's going to be five different traits. There's agreeableness, conscientiousness, extroversion, neuroticism, openness to experience. So those are the five traits. We'll kind of cover them in more detail as we get to them. But agreeableness has two components to it. So it kind of breaks down. 
So it's compassion and politeness. Conscientiousness breaks down to industriousness and orderliness. Extroversion breaks down to enthusiasm and assertiveness. Neuroticism breaks down to withdrawal and volatility. And openness to experience breaks down to openness, more generally, and intellect. And some of those, they're not completely descriptive. So like intellect, you might think, oh, that's how smart you are. Not really. It's more just like, say, uh, what your interest is. So it doesn't tell you, you know, if you're smart. It tells you that you're into smart things, essentially. So, but we'll go through those uh, in more detail here. So you have any questions or any thoughts there, Meter, before we get started? I think what might be cool is uh, we we describe what the thing is, and then we guess each other's in two different directions. One, we say whether we think that they are that like I will say whether I think you are above or below average for this trait, um, and that's you know based on the percentile, and then also guessing an exact number on top of that. Um, and I'll be interested, uh, you know, whether I'm just gonna keep keep friendly score on the side just to see uh where we score on this uh between each other in the in the 10 categories uh let's do pepin yep and for those who don't okay. really know the percentile sort of thing essentially it, it's kind of like there's two different ends so like say for agreeableness there's like disagreeable and then there's agreeable where you know there's the the median which is at 50 percent right there so most people score right around 50 uh it's kind of lower or less there, but you could say you're an 82nd percentile if you score, like, say, extremely low, or if you, you know, are very high. Well, how about we do it based off of what the actual thing shows? <laughs> like, okay, that does. Yeah, Nate, everything has two sides. That's that's fair, but that's not what we need to go by. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I I just wanted to be clear. It wasn't like a like a because like in testing scores, you're it's like like a gradual sort of thing up there. Like, you know, you get percentage correct there it's not quite like that it's kind of fair and i so i think it's important that instead of saying uh that i that somebody scored you know a, in the 83 percentile so uh better than 83 it's higher uh -huh. because it's it's a scale it's not a like any way to determine whether something is good or bad uh -huh. someone being in the 100% for agreeableness is not better or worse than somebody being 100% tile for the disagreeableness or the 0 percentile for agreeableness. Hopefully that's convoluted enough for everybody to get confused and we can move forward. <laughs> okay, so our first trait here is agreeableness. Now, I'm just going to read this off here. So uh, people high in agreeableness are nice, compliant, nurturing, kind, naively trusting, and conciliatory. However, people, however, however, because of their tendency to avoid conflict, they often disassemble, disassemble and hide what they think. People low in agreeableness are often not so nice, stubborn, dominant, harsh, skeptical, competitive, and in the extreme, even predatory. However, they tend to be straightforward, even blunt, so you know where they stand. So that's the, the overall trait there. We'll get to the two breakdowns of that. but. Uh, Meter, where would you guess I would stand on that? High or low, first off? So where would you rank me with agreeableness? I know you could say you guessed high, but then we kind of hashed out yeah, some stuff. I'm, ge I'm guessing moderately high. I'm guessing above 50%. Mm -hmm. uh, probably right around 60. So 60 percentile. Uh, where, wh why do you think that? B you know, besides the metagaming. Uh, mostly metagaming. I think that you, um, I think you are agreeable. Um, you're not super, uh, you know, uh, e extreme and you're definitely not like predatory. Um, you are skeptical. So, and, uh, and stubborn to a degree. So I can't put you in the high end of agreeableness, but you're also like uh, the two other things. Uh, one of the things under it is politeness, and I think you're going to score very, very highly in politeness. So um, I think that that's going to, to push you up uh, much further than the, the compassion end will. Mm -hmm. um, not that I think you'll score super low in compassion, but I, I think politeness is going to be very high. So th that's my reasoning there. Mm -hmm. 
And we can get into the scores of those specific things as well when we get there. Mm-hmm. For agreeableness for you, I would say you score in the lower percentile for that. Uh, so definitely less than, less than 50. Uh, I would say you probably are on, I, I'd say you're probably about 35 or 40. Uh, let's say let's say 40. No, no, I'm gonna go with 35. Cause my perception of you is definitely you're, you're polite and everything, but I think you're willing to argue and debate and you are uh, very directed. Like, uh, I'm not gonna say self-centric, but you're willing to kind of fight for your ideas. So I'd say you'd be in the, in the, in the probably 35. Yeah, I'll go with 35. Uh, sorry, I'm formatting a thing. Okay. Uh, how do you wanna, how do you wanna do a reveal here? Okay, so I'll go with mine first. So for agreeableness, I am in the, I'm low, and I'm in the 17th percentile. So Holy shit. Out of 100 people, 82 people would be more agreeable to me. Wow. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit interesting myself. Uh, and we go, we go over to the two components of that and in a second here, but uh, I think it makes sense. I, I, I think you are correct. Uh, with some of your assertions there, but uh, let's talk about your results here. Uh, I am. I got moderately high. I got the sixty-first percentile. Oh, really? For agreeableness, yeah. Hmm. I thought you'd be more agreeable, or sorry, less agreeable, just because we debate a lot. But maybe mm-hmm. that's the relationship we, you know, you and I have. Or maybe, maybe what we're saying of each other will come into play in a different characteristic than under agreeableness, and we're putting it in the wrong category. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Uh, let's get to the the aspects of agreeableness because that can cash out a lot of the little things here. Because we know our general score here. So I'm going to post in the one for compassion because one aspect of agreeableness is compassion. Uh, it says. Compassion is an aspect of the big five factor agreeableness. Simply put, it is a measure of a person's orientation towards the interests and needs of others as opposed to their own interests and needs. People who score higher in compassion are more interested in the concerns of other people, more likely to be described as caring and kind, and often have difficulty advocating on their own behalf. People who score lower in compassion are less interested in the concerns of other people, less likely to be described as caring and kind, although they may certainly still be that way, and are usually comfortable advocating on their own behalf. So if I was to guess for you for compassion, I would guess that you are, I, I think this is probably where your agreeable score came from. I'm going to guess you're probably 65 or 70% for that. Uh, so. The way I'm doing this is uh, you get a point for high-low, and then you get a separate point for within five. So you can't give a five range, mm-hmm. really. If you give an exact, well, no, because if you give an exact number, I'm t- taking either five above or below. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can you give me an exact number? Yeah, I'd say 65. Uh, I got a 72. Hmm. 72 moderately high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, which makes sense to me because, like, from my point of view, like, you do have a lot of, like, feelings and care for people. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you, it, it's, I don't think you're ever paying lip service when you talk about people and that you have, like, real, like, like feelings there. Like, whenever I tell you something, like, uh, you know, like, I, I, I got approved for something, I don't know what I'm talking about, got a raise, like, you, you seem legitimately happy for that. And so mm-hmm. I think you do have a real like concern and kind of like, y- y- you know, empathy there. Yeah, no, I think that's that's fairly accurate. I have a very hard time. Like, I can't compliment somebody just to compliment them. Like, it has to be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm very also very good at like finding a way to compliment somebody, even if I don't like a lot about them. A lot of that, you know, if don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I tend to follow that fairly closely, and yeah, if you get a raise, dude, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I would be excited for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you get a raise? Uh, no, no. Oh well, do better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for you, I think you scored very low here. I guess um, because not because. 
Well, now you're giving me a weird look. Because I th- I think you advocate for yourself well in social situations more than you would I don't I don't think you think it's your responsibility for other people how other people feel. Um and I do think you obviously genuinely care and you are nice and people see you as nice. So that kind of skews that. But I think you, but where you got such a low score in general, uh, or yeah, in, in agreeableness, I would have to imagine that this is below 50%. Um, I'll put it, I'll, I'll do 41 as my guess. 41? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you ready for this? Yeah. Uh, so I score very low, second percentile. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So there are... You scored a two? Uh, 97% of people score higher than me in this. Mm-hmm. 97%, 98%, 97% of people have more compassion than me. And... I, I hate to say, like, when me and my girlfriend did a similar thing when we went through this, and she, she had a similar kind of viewpoint than as you, which yeah. I'm surprised about because I think most people see me more as the, the other side, like, maybe overly caring about people. And there's mm-hmm. some aspects to that. Like, I have a high sense of duty, I, I'd suppose, to people, mm-hmm. but there's not, like, a caring there. Like, I... I Jesus. <sighs> That's a way to phrase it. Yeah. It's so hard to phrase stuff like this without, like, sounding like an awful person, but that's not, like, how this is, so. Mm-hmm. Well, so, okay, I, I, this is going to be equipped, so I'm going to do this. Uh, I, I think I have, like, a sociopathic, almost kind of empathy with people. I'm going to clip that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's like, if if I know the person, I care about them. Like, like I care about you, care about my girlfriend. I care about, you know, people who are close to me, my friends and everything. But once you start going off outside that circle, like my comprehension of that person kind of starts going away. Like, mm-hmm. who is this person, right? Uh, like, th- there is some sort of abstract sort of caring, but I really don't know who this person is and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to really kind of get caught up in them and their feelings and everything like that. And we've had enough, you and I have had enough conversations that I know that you fulfilling your own needs and interests is going to be more important than anybody else filling theirs to you even people that you care about if i think if you and i were on a desert island or like in the middle of a desert Mm -hmm. and there was a glass of water and we could that glass of water would make it so that one of us is guaranteed to live or if you split it then there's like a 50% chance that both of us live. You would have zero doubt in your mind. You would down that whole fucking glass of water immediately. There would be not a second of thought. You would drink that bad boy right down. Okay, for being honest here, uh huh. So, so let's put it this way. If there's a high probability that one of us is going to die, mm-hmm. we just have to determine which one would be better to live. <laughs> and that choice... From my perspective, is me. Right. But the the thing that's that's uh fascinating to me is that the fifty percent chance, like, because my thought would be, well, let's just both drink half of it, and then there's a chance that we both live. That to me is at least worth entertaining. And for you, it's not even on the fucking table. <laughs> the the fi- okay. You get to a certain percentage there, and yes, okay, let's split it, right? You know. Yeah, if you're probably at like ninety eight percent. I would say lower, like maybe thirty five. You remember that? You remember that whole? We did a whole episode about like if somebody was going to walk through a door and there was like a ninety percent chance, and you were at like ninety nine percent. It's them or me. I don't care who it is. It was. Whereas uh, we had B on that episode, and she's like, even if it's a mouse, I would die. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> it was like literal opposite ends of the spectrum on that. B is definitely like high level agreeable. So like, she's probably in the other percentile there. She's she is the that ninety eight percentile, and you're the two. Mm-hmm. 
See, I'm surprised about this result. Like, I'm kind of am, but kind of not, because I feel like I do care about people in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and I feel like I, I do have that sort of empathy, maybe a little too much in some... But I, I think maybe what it is is I, I act selflessly a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of times, and I mean, I'll take on burdens I shouldn't. And mm-hmm. I, I think maybe that's what I'm seeing there, but that's not necessarily compassion. I feel like that's more, like I was saying, maybe a sense of duty. Yeah, maybe that'll come in more into play in one of these other... Uh, descriptions a little bit later on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So let's go to the next uh, personality dimension here, and that is going to be politeness. Politeness is an aspect of the big five personality factors for agreeableness. To put simply, it is a measure of the person's obedience, deference to authority, and their sensibility to overcome, or their sensitivity to social norms. People who score higher in politeness are deferential, respectful of norms, and conflict-averse. People who score lower in politeness are less deferential, less respectful of norms, and more comfortable with challenging other people. People who are high in compassion avoid... Okay, so that's pretty much uh, politeness there. So politeness is a little bit of a misnomer it's saying uh, because people who are less polite may not be rude necessarily, but it's kind of more just like going along with, say, social ideas and, and kind of society in a way so if i was to put you for a politeness uh say percentage there uh i would say you're probably above and i'd probably say you're pr- probably 75 percent is what i would guess or in this you know 75 mm-hmm. um okay no i'm below really I, yeah i got a 45 huh so I'm. T- it's it's considered typical or average politeness. Yeah. Just pretty much toe the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, respectful, but if I'm pushed, I'll push back. Um, I'm not uncomfortable to stand up to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the biggest thing for me is the obedience. Like, if uh, if rules or somebody's commands to me don't make sense, like I'm not gonna follow it. It's it's kind of like I. It's that new, very neutral um, alignment of. As far as the the lawful chaotic, it's it, it has to make sense to me. I I follow my own law. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose it makes sense in that way because, like, I see you as primarily a rule follower and mm-hmm. primarily obedient. But when you yeah, when you put it that way, if something doesn't make sense to you, you won't follow it. And you have a very strong sense of morality and strength, sense of ethics. So I think that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. So so now you put it that way. I'd I'd say you're not like, you know, very well. I don't think you're like a uh, unbelievable pride. You'll go with you know systems, but so long as the systems make sense to you, I, I think that makes sense. I think you are just above fifty uh, percent, mm-hmm. um, for maybe sixty-two or so. Mm-hmm. And w- would be my guess. What makes you think that? Because I the biggest thing is your uh, aversion to conflict. Uh, you avoid conflict to the nth degree uh, where possible. Um, I think our show is not as uh, indicative of your actual personality because our show is built on you and I disagreeing about stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think in the everyday life, that's the case. Um, and you don't mind you know, following the rules, following what the social norms are because it gives you a, kind of a foothold in like how the how to act in social situations knowing here's what's normal so here's how i need to act Mm -hmm. so i think that you can find that comforting but i don't think you would follow something that betrays like your like self Mm -hmm. um so uh, i think that brings you down a little bit to the to the 60s so i'll put i'll say 62 so i am 65 Ooh. So you're pretty close there. And I think everything you said was pretty much accurate. Uh, I, I think I am a bit more compliant than you are in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I'm most likely to kind of fight back. Like, I'll, like I'll kind of just kind of go with things. Like, uh, for instance, uh, when I worked in banking, uh, they the higher management was, like, expecting us to make phone calls. And, you know, we're supposed to be making phone calls. And our manager was just kind of like, just just say you did the call make them happy and mm-hmm. so for me that was not necessarily ethical but it was 
a convergence of interest because I didn't want to make those calls. <laughs> yeah. They didn't care. <laughs> you know, these calls are stupid. So, you know, kind of brushing the rug. But yeah, if it was like a big issue, like, I don't know, f- something to do with fraud, I would not comply with that. So I, I think you're... I think you're right about that. And I also think that a lot of times people confuse, I don't say confuse, but I'm very, very nice or perceived just nice and everything. And I think that's just uh, my politeness there. Like I'm very mm-hmm. considerate to people's interests and their views and everything like that. And as far as like the show goes, like I'm very conflict avoidant, but I don't think our disagreements in the show are conflict. It, it, mm-hmm. It's more just like discussion, I, I would say, it, it is a way mm-hmm. way to describe it. It, it. Maybe you could say it's a safe place for disagreement because we're not gonna like morally abjugate our each other for our disagreements here. Mm-hmm. I mean, m- maybe if one of us comes out that we're in favor of, uh, I don't know, so- something really terrible, there'd be yeah, some- Yeah, like ch- child labor or- mm-hmm. uh, Oh, yeah, child <laughs> labor, yeah. Let's, let's get onto that subject. <laughs> I I'm confident that I'm going to offend you before the end end of this. So uh-huh. that's but that's where my not minding confrontation comes in because I think it's important to have conversations like that. Uh-huh. And this is definitely the place to do that because we're gonna walk away with it just understanding that we had a conversation. It doesn't necessarily have to change uh-huh. our our entire world views or uh-huh. each other's views. Yeah, I, I not not to get too sidetracked, but. I follow the Bayesian approach to this, where essentially the Bayesian approach to kind of like a agreement or consensus is that you have where you start naturally. You might be more in favor or less in favor of something, but essentially if you're presented with somebody who seems reasonable, intelligent, and to provide a counter case to it, even if you don't agree with that, that should tip you more into the that, you know, that other side. And essentially if both parties or all parties kind of go through that you can achieve some say reasonable consensus on something so that's kind of my viewpoint it doesn't really matter where i am it just matters that you know if i'm exposed to some viewpoint that is reasonable that i just shift my view in accordance to that you know to, to the magnitude it was convincing to me even if it wasn't fully convincing it still should shift me some degree just to, that's fair yeah uh, i'm happy to shift my my thoughts on something but i i have to believe it i can't just say oh okay yeah that makes some sense so i'll just go with it it that wouldn't that would never work for me i'm happy to be convinced Mm -hmm. but i have to be convinced Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so talking about like agreeableness and kind of these aspects more in the general world uh i've seen a lot of people who are say polite or who I've, i've seen a lot of people who are agreeable like overly agreeable like like they're I don't know that like pushovers pushovers yeah, that's the way to describe them i've seen a lot of those people and i've seen quite the opposite where they are just very set in their ways and no, nothing's going to change them like they they are just set in their own mind and there's kind of pluses and minuses to both of those because some people like they're they're yes men right and yes men can be very effective in getting things done for people who have say the right directives mm-hmm. but then there's people who just follow who are yes men but you know they just go down these random paths and you know get taken advantage of so there's kind of two sides to that and then the other side to that would be people who are so set in the ways that they're stupid right like they they don't learn and they're they're just idiots right like like just in the sense that they're going down these paths that are not productive and they're just incapable they they're they're so like caught up in themselves that they can't see other people and i think that's that's probably the worst showing of that Mm. yeah there are times when you know every personality type is beneficial and not beneficial like you want somebody who is a pushover if they are under you in the military because you need them to follow the orders because if they don't they will probably die and everybody else Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. versus in some situations you need somebody who's a free thinker and isn't going to follow directions because uh then you could end up with uh like what happened at the uh that prison experiment the stanford prison experiment where everyone's following you know a one train of thought and then it just keeps going down and down and down and if one person was free thinking and broke the mold it may have changed everything but nobody chose to do that so it it ended up that way Right. Obviously, there were way more in play with that, but mm-hmm. just as a super loose example. 
Yep. The next one is, let me just check here. Is that conscientiousness? Yep, conscientiousness. So I'll post the... Is it? Oh, yeah, because I didn't scroll down far enough. Okay. Yep, and conscientiousness has two aspects to it, industriousness and orderliness. Uh, I believe this one is a bit more straight to the point here. Conscientiousness is a big five personality trait associated with attention to detail, hard work, persistence, and orderliness, as well as adherence to rules, standards, and processes. Conscientious people are careful, reliable, organized, self-disciplined, and persevering. Conscientious people tend to be more laid back. Oh, unconscientious people tend to be more laid back, less orderly, more inconsistent, and less reliable. They are more likely to procrastinate and are less likely to persist when pursuing their goals. All right. And so there's two aspects to that, industriousness and orderliness. Uh, would you think to, since those are components, you think it would be better to kind of go for those? Or should we go like high level and then the aspects of it? I like the high level and then the aspects. What we just did, I think, were, was, was pretty decent. Okay. So for conscientiousness, for you, I would say you're above normal. I, I think you would probably score above probably, I'd guess, 70% or 70. Okay. And, and my reason for that is actually maybe above. Hold on. Let me think this a little bit more because I, I think you have a very strong work ethic and I, th I think you keep up with your things. Uh, I think a lot of times for you, uh, work is kind of play. Like, like those two things kind of like intersect with each other. Uh, let me just reread through this again. So uh, I don't think your orderliness is high. So that might bring you down a bit there because I don't think you're you're, you're super like uh, you know you're queen and have a high attention to detail. I think you're kind of more big picture. Uh, I do think you're very reliable and self-disciplined. Uh, I, I do think you're laid back, but I don't think in a certain sort of way. I, I don't think you, I, I think you do procrastinate, but not in like a bad way. I don't think you're like a chronic procrastinator. So th that's kind of my, my, my interpretation. So I'd probably put you at 70. I think I'm going to agree with that. Okay. Uh, I scored above 50, uh, 72. Ooh. Hey, close there. Yeah, you were really close. That's the closest we've seen so far within two. Nice. Uh, and I think pretty much what you said is right on. Uh, I think that's all, all very, very much on target. Um, and we can dig a little bit more into that with the with the lower tier things or the you know next level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the aspects. Um. So I think I would probably put you near the opposite of me in the aspects but I think that that ends up meaning that we average out so I think for conscientiousness you'll be above 50 because I think your orderliness is going to be very high but your industrious will be a little bit lower because I do know you to procrastinate and a lot of times I mean how many projects do you have that are not finished <laughs> that are like 90% and you put a shit ton of work into them but then you didn't go the last 10 yards mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's going to drag your score down from what would otherwise be probably very high score I'll go probably closer to the 60s though maybe like a 65 mm -hmm. so for myself I am 66 Oh my goodness! Wow, we know each other well on this one, huh? Yep, yep, yep. And uh, yeah, everything you said there was pretty much accurate, uh, I would say. Uh, and uh, this one we might be able to go through a little bit quicker here. So, yeah, industriousness. Uh, let me just get to that here, and I'll just read it out. Because uh, out of the five aspects, this one is pretty straightforward, I'd say. So, industriousness, industriousness is an aspect of the Big Five personality of conscientiousness. Simply put, it is a measure of how much a person values hard work and how gifted they feel when they do not meet expectations. People who are higher in industriousness tend to finish what they start, adhere to schedules, and feel shame when they fail to meet their obligations. People who are lower in industriousness 
are more likely to procrastinate, to fall behind their schedules, and do not feel as guilty when they fail to meet their obligations. Industriousness predicts a person's income and success in academic and workplace settings, in particular in managerial and administrative roles. So for yourself, I would probably rate you uh, a 75% 75 for this, because I think this is going to be your higher one, uh, kind of we're alluding to, because I think you're going to be lower in orderliness, orderliness, but higher in industriousness, because I think you're like a workhorse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'd probably say 75. It could be 80, but I'll, I'll put I'll, I'll put I'll put 75 there. Okay. Uh, definitely over 50. I'm in the 93rd percentile for industry <laughs> six. Yeah. I, I just uh, wouldn't guess that because I, I thought you would be more like kind of moderately higher and moderately lower. But OK, sorry, go on. No, I mean, I I'm super interested in why why you would think that. I know. I mean, this is probably what I would put as and I haven't read through all of mine, so I don't know the accuracy of this, but I would probably say this will end up being my highest because when it comes to doing things Mm. i'm always doing a thing um i now have actually keep a physical schedule because otherwise i just have too much stuff going on and i can't not and when it comes to finishing a project like that's very very important to me and if i don't finish it i see it as a failure and eventually i will go back and finish it um which is why when i was doing my most recent ep i started and finished the thing like within two weeks so it was then that's six full songs mixed mastered written everything mm-hmm. um so that yeah the the industriousness is is very high for me mm-hmm. hmm. I, I think maybe part of my rating is that i don't know everything you're involved in yeah like that's fair. i only know the things i see and yeah. m- maybe i'm just kind of projecting myself onto you a little bit there because uh like you see things that come for me but you don't see all the things i'm working on uh, though yeah. maybe you see more things I'm working on <laughs> that don't get completed than I do from you, <laughs> so I think there's that. So uh, it could it could just be like a, a little bit of projecting, a little bit of a lens into you. Like I didn't know you're working on a book. Uh, mm. I know one other book you're working on before that, but I don't think that anything came of that one. But so, so you know, I, it's a, it's a little hard to say. But yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't rate you that high. Uh, in my estimation but i do think it makes sense because you do send can get things done a lot more and you kind of finish things which you know that that's the big problem i have is i don't finish things i think a big thing that you said that's very true is that uh work and play are an overlap for me Uh, and one of the things that's written right here is that uh, i cope very badly with enforced leisure or unemployment my boss all the time is like if you need time off just let me know uh, I expect you to take a week off during the summer, and I'm like, I don't want to. I I like working, uh, so I have no problem with working. I there are specific times I want time off for things I want to do, like hunting in in October. But don't force me to take time off because while that's relaxing for you, it is not for me. It's stressful for me to not be working, and I'll just work anyway. So like, mm. there's no. I would rather get the credit for working than take the time off and work anyway and have it seen as leisure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a weird mental gymnastics on my end, but uh, and then the other thing is staying ahead of schedule is a big deal for me. So if I get a task I need to do, try and do it immediately because otherwise things build up and they get way too overwhelming, way too fast. I think for you, you're going to be lower than fifty on this one um, because of uh, I, I think you can enjoy time off. Um, you do, you work hard. Uh, I don't doubt that for a second. You have a sense of duty when you're at work. When you're at work, you should be working. Um, but I think that in pro- personal projects and stuff, if they don't get finished, uh, it'll probably eat at you a little bit, but it's not going to be like you feel guilty about it forever. It's going to be like, well, you know, uh, you don't, I don't think you submit to the sunk cost fallacy as much as, as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're willing to, to cut your losses if you don't end up enjoying something, it's not worth your time. And you enjoy time off from work um, quite a bit more than, than I do. Um, so I'd probably I'd put you below 50. I don't think like massively though. Probably probably like a 45. I'll go 44. 
So I'm at 56. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't say that's like too far off because when you get into that kind of middle range, it's kind of, kind of all about that's the same. 12 points. Yeah. But uh, I think everything you said was true. Uh, I, I think the main thing is I do feel a lot of guilt for not getting things done. I, th- I think one thing you said, though, was completely correct, where I don't feel guilt for not finishing a project necessarily. Mm-hmm. If it's something to do with work, though, there's a sense of duty there, and yeah. I feel guilt about that, like not meeting a deadline. If it's anything with other people, like I feel that pressure and that guilt. And I think that's maybe where I get bumped up a bit. If it's to just to do with me, though, I don't have the same sort of uh, level of scrutiny there. You know, yeah. it's just kind of, it is what it is. So I, I think that's where I get kind of brought down. And maybe that's kind of difference between you and I, because I have more of a delineation between work and play. You know, like a lot of times my personal projects are more, more play, right? Which is why I don't kind of see them as like this, you know, high level sort of thing. Whereas yourself, you know, you don't see that differentiation in there as much. So for you, kind of like having a schedule to work or would, would say your personal projects is very important where it's, it's not for me. Yeah, I think I think I have that. That overlap is obviously like everything, a double-edged sword because it means that when I'm working, it's not as heavy on me because I, I'm having fun doing all of the work stuff I do. But it also means when I'm playing, I'm turning it into work for myself. And I've seen seen that in all of the projects that I do. I take them to 11 and I can't help myself. So um, it's super interesting there. We're now tied three apiece for high-low guesses. And with the within five guesses, you have one and I have two. Hmm. All right. And that brings us to orderliness. Orderliness is an aspect of the big five-factor conscientiousness. Simply put, it is a measure of how disturbed a person is by disorder. Whether it be a physical mess or a disorganized schedule, people who are higher in orderliness tend to like cleaning and organizing to use lists, schedules, and routines, and they prefer to control things rather than letting them happen. They are more judgmental in their attitude. People who are lower in orderliness tend to not to mind messes, and they do not tend to plan their lives in much detail. They prefer to let things happen rather than to control them. They are less judgmental in their attitude. For, for you, I know you keep things very in order. Um, your house when you were living by yourself was always very, very in order. Uh, your physical appearance is always very, very in order. Very, uh, you always look good. Uh, and I think that that's, that's important to you to keep yourself in that, in that tone. So I think you're scoring pretty high on, on orderliness. Um, schedule. I know, I know you... I believe you like routine um, and and being able to keep a schedule. Uh, I know you can go with the flow because we, you and I have been forced to, especially with this show and with some of the stuff we do together. And uh, when it cha- when the plan changes, as long as you have some heads up, uh, I don't think it, it bothers you too too much. So you know you're not the highest end of orderliness, but um, I do think that you would prefer to have things just go as they were planned. So I would probably put you well above 50, uh, probably like in the se- high 70s, 76. I'll go 76. Okay. So I am 71. Oh. So I think everything you said there was pretty accurate. Uh, I, I think a lot of my orderliness is dependent upon my mood because... It's like, if it's the winter months where I'm a bit more depressed, you know, I'm less likely to keep up with you know, organizing or caring about things. But th- that I think that's a separate sort of dimension there. Uh, but I, I tend to be pr- pretty well organized. Uh, I think mostly in thought and how I approach things. It, it's like, I, I can't stand when just is kind of like a free-for-all with things. And so, yeah, I, I, I would say, I would say that's pretty accurate. Uh, I do have a live and let live sort of mentality too. You know, I, I can go with things so long as they're working, but it's like, I don't know, sometimes at work, I get really kind of annoyed and frustrated when there's no plan and people are just kind of winging it. Like that just really kind of drives me crazy. And uh, there was a, 
I, I maybe part of this is like I don't think I'm that orderly, but when people compare like compared to other people, like I, I am because I, I think mm-hmm. I, have, I have a sliding scale there. But yes, I do always look good. Thank you, Smeeter. Uh, I appreciate you're, that. You're welcome. Absolutely. Uh, and, and yeah, the, the appearances are very important. Like a lot of times the messes are easy to clean up that I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Give me, can I have just a second? Mm-hmm. All right, I'll be right back. So here on We Need to Talk, I can't see the comments. So if you guys are saying something great, I can't see it. So I'm going to go to facebook.com slash we need to talk show. I'm going to look at the stream and see what you guys are saying. Hopefully it's something good. Hopefully. It's about my hair. Well, if you guys are loving this, definitely leave a like. If you leave a like, it's gonna make me feel good. It's gonna make Meter feel good. And most of all, it's gonna make us feel good. Because personality is a thing that happens to us through life, through divorce, through all the methods that interact on a subatomic level, bringing forth life into the world through audio, through music, through magic. Now, let's come together, sing hallelujah, for there is nothing yet to know my name but him, God, love, rocks in the stones, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> okay, so for Ordinalist for you, Meter, I would guess you're probably lower. Uh, I just get flashbacks to when you were in high school and I went over to your place and you had about like, uh, essentially like a, like a cardboard mountain of pizza boxes. And I, I think sometimes you kept stuff in those pizza boxes just in case. No. Okay. Well, that, that's my memory. So it's bad, but there's a lot of pizza boxes there, like at least yeah, 50. That definitely. Okay. Yeah. And things had never I don't know. It's, it's just kind of like you threw your stuff in there and just, just okay, this is where this is. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, I think we all have drunk drawers there, but, you know, I I think, like, j- just just your your room was the drunk drawer. Mm-hmm. So I would rate you pretty low there. Uh, you do have a very much, a, like, a go-with-the-flow kind of sort of thing. I do think that you do need some orderliness there because, like, with your schedules and everything. So I think does... Uh, like like I don't think you see I think on the cleanliness side you're very low but I think maybe on the other side you are a bit higher so that that makes this a little bit difficult to judge so I would probably guess uh, definitely below I'd say maybe 45 slightly below it's a little hard to guess though okay uh I got a 30th percentile oh, damn I should have gone my first guess so and I think what all all you said is very much accurate uh you know i don't i don't suffer minor details um oftentimes i don't like i don't take the time to fold all of my laundry the second it's done usually i'll start by just picking out the things i need from it and then when i'm looking for something specific or when i'm in a long phone call and i have my earpiece in and can just talk to somebody while i like to keep busy and do a thing but i can do something that's mindless so i can focus on the conversation then I'll fold laundry, but I kind of do it at my leisure. I don't match my socks up in the drawer. I don't have an organizer in my um, my silverware drawer. My, all silverware just goes in the drawer. It to me, it doesn't make any sense to have an organizer in there. Like it takes me one extra second to find a spoon. Why does it matter whether I put it in that specific spot? I think I lose more time by taking the time to organize it than I would by just picking it from the drawer. So that is an efficiency thing for me more than anything. <laughs> Nate's like losing his goddamn mind at even the thought of that. <laughs> you had me at all the other things, but the the silverware drawer? Yeah, why do you need to organize that? Uh, no. No. Why? That, 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 that. Okay, it's... it's just, just the sight of it. Okay, I, I get it. If it's just like a utensil drawer, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean not like, you know, like tongs and stuff like that. Just th- yeah. throw all that shit in there. Oh, drawer. those are in there too. In the in, in the same. Yeah. Where the forks and spoons and knives are. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're all together. D- those. D- they all belong in the same drawer. 
But you're definitely right. Like I just I put things places. I always know where things are. Or most of the time, I know where things are, or I can find it within. Like I was finding the pop filter, I th- thought it was in one spot, and then when it wasn't there, I'm like, oh, I know exactly where it is, and was able to find it immediately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's not the level of orderliness that that you're at, not even close. Um, yeah, and I think the schedule thing brings me up a little, but everything else brings me way down. Hmm. It maybe the schedule thing brings you more up with the the uh, industriousness. Like, m- yeah, m- maybe that doesn't really affect the orderliness measure. Not as much, and like I'm not disgusting. I shower every day. You know, I I take care of myself and the house. But like, I don't need to make my bed. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who cares if my bed is made or not? You know. Okay. I, I didn't think Does I'd be Does that saying, bother you? I, th- th- Why do you need to make your bed? Who fucking cares? I didn't think I'd be so affected by this. <laughs> well, I've triggered Nate, so maybe we should move on. Okay. Uh, so, so with these aspects with people that we see, uh, I see... I, I, I've dealt with some people who are very... Like, on the higher levels of conscientiousness, but not as much. Uh, there's some people in school definitely who would work super super hard like unbelievably hard and they got results but i don't feel like they got like i feel like they had to work for those results like 10 times harder than i did if that makes any sense no same yep uh and and there's some people like us who like barely worked at all and we got great results i mean i graduated 10th out of the 250 something people in the class and i barely did anything my sister graduated second, only eight spots above me, but she worked her ass off. Like, she earned second, and I fell into 10th. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, I remember one of the uh, smartest kids in our class, uh, Jimmy, and yeah. he, like, unbelievably smart. He was doing all of these, like, like college-level math classes, not just, like, uh, you know, Calc 2 or whatever, but, like, stuff beyond that. Didn't he like get perfect score on his SATs or something like or absurdly high in the math section? I don't think the other yeah. sections were as high, but in the math section, he got a crazy score and he passed the AP Calc, you know, course like super easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was incredibly lazy, and it, it, like he had all the levels of like unconsciousness and like also like maybe on you know unorganized and everything like that. Yeah, but you know, crazy smart and. He, he kind of similar to like I think you and I just kind of fell into where he was with the, the class yeah. rankings so, so I don't think I've seen too too many people who are higher in conscientiousness and those aspects I've seen some people who are like very high in orderliness I think uh, your stepmom being one mm-hmm. uh, she, she seemed to be very very particular about cleaning mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I think I've seen people who are more low in, in those kind of dimensions and mostly people that I used to manage at uh that coffee shop because mm-hmm. they they did not want to work they did not care and having to do any sense of like anything and mm-hmm. you essentially just had to like force them to do anything yeah. so uh I, i've met a lot of people like that so it could just be the job and the people it attracts there's a good chance mm-hmm. of that uh it could just be that they're teenagers right so that that's a big portion of it too though some of them were adults but th- that's kind of my view of that into the world yeah no, very, very much the same. And I think we should end it right here because it's been an hour. That's what it says in my editing rig right here. So, hey, next time we're going to talk more about these personality dimensions and who we are as people together because we need to talk.